0: This recording was made on Goringai Country, Northern Beaches, New South Wales.
1: It's the only way that you can describe what a person is, describe what they do. There doesn't
0: seem to be much job satisfaction or pleasure in this picture. Sir, would you like $50 to top up your Opal card? There we go. <laughs> How was your Australian airlong long weekend? Very good. <laughs> what did you get up to? Uh, punched a few cones. Oh no! Wow. Okay, we'll just leave you there. <laughs> because you know why is because is because we're here to smile, aren't we? And and that's definitely like I'm here to smile, and that is definitely something that makes me smile. Is that live on air shit like that can still happen? And, be, and just be the greatest thing. At, you know what? It can just be... Very good. <laughs> How's the noise she makes, dude? <laughs> God, that bit. That bit, dude. God, oh, poor thing. Like, when she ever made a noise like that in her entire life, so nervous. And, you know, this is why I don't believe in... In that, you know, when like something's going down, either a piece of news or a sporting event or something and there's live reporting going on and it's joining us from the scene is and, uh, tell, it crosses over and he's just standing there with one finger in his ear looking at the ground. Yes, that's right, Georgie. I'm here outside the blah, 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 blah. blah. You know, and that's bullshit. There's no way, like I'm not an, an I mean, I'm I'm an engineer and I know that, and that's why I'm stating this as an unequivocal fact, is that technology must have progressed beyond that. Like we can FaceTime and things, you know, we can, like, it's all, it's all pretty like instant at the moment. So I just don't buy that there's still that massive lag time. Um, But anyway, props to, um, to Sam for sending me that amazing clip to, to start this episode of um of self talk whatever, and thank you for hit and play again. Very good. <laughs> we have actually got some things to talk about, um, like how you know Earth is Earth is uh, nothing but a fine dining restaurant. Uh, And if you're a long-time listener, you know exactly what I mean by that. And what I mean is, it's not how we start. It's how we finish. All right, guys, as a kitchen crew, as a brigade of human beings here, you know, contending with the dinner service that is climate change, I mean, it's not how we start. It's how we finish. And yeah... We're, we we you know, we're maybe not even halfway through service and the wheels have fallen off and, and the place is heating up and it's all getting pretty frantic. And we're like, what the fuck is so-and-so doing over there? Like why are they still doing, and so-and-so is kind of us Australians, um. by the way, we're just like cooking it in the back because we're just frozen and we're like, this is the real deal. And I don't even know how to peel potatoes, let alone contribute rational, meaningful, and intellectual dialogue to the climate change conversation at large. Um, I'm just going to pretend like um, I'm just going to fly under the radar. That's what I'll do. GR won't see me. The rest of the world won't see me. And and now we're like approaching halfway through service and everyone's looking around going, hey, this is getting so serious. Who's doing what right now? And um, and what we're doing is, is just ignoring Code Red. We're just like, nah, look. Well, no, yeah, you keep saying that. But we'll just keep saying what we say, which is arbitrary ma- marketing kind of nonsense, I suppose, about technology and about why we should still be one of the biggest exporters of fossil fuels in the world in twenty twenty one and through to twenty fifty. If you um, ask a lot of the old white men sitting in parliament what we should do about climate change, that's that's also why we're here. So it's 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 that, and it's it's also the. and that's that's why we're that's why we're sitting here together so cheers yes and how have you been hopefully hopefully you've been like me and really consciously trying to get good at accidental sharing in the surf because it's gonna i mean it is this now unavoidable and increasingly prevalent experience we really need to talk some more about this point of diminishing returns about numbers in the surf and whether whether like you and I are bad people because we don't want any more people in the lineup because it is starting to materially diminish the opportunity that surfing offers as in, yes, I'm a surfer. I know the world would be a better place if more people surf because I know it makes me a better person, but I also don't want a single other person in the lineup at my local, especially actually, if you're listening bloke, um, Whoever's been paddling out North Curly just drenched in what I can only guess is Lynx Africa, can you not? Like, I I mean this as almost uh, not just a public service announcement, but like like a message of love. Like, dude, there's no way that your natural aroma can smell any worse than you do every time you paddle out. And it's hectic. I don't know who it is, but I feel like once I smell it, then it's stuck in my nostrils and it never leaves. And and it's just like, what the... F- what the... F- I, I don't know. There's just a lot of new crowd dynamics. And I guess that's accidentally sharing um, breathable airspace with somebody, which, let's be honest, is... Just the most important thing since the whole rona. So, I mean, I'm starting to notice the smells as well as think about the germs. And who the fuck wears aftershave in the sea? What's the go? What do you... who <laughs> like What? Or maybe, is it maybe someone... Okay, I need to try and rationalise this because I can't do anything about it. And it's going to keep happening as it has been. On, like, the dot of, like, 3.45-ish in the afternoon... It's not going to go away. So maybe this is someone who is what? Rolls is so insecure. Oh fuck! I feel bad instantly. Okay, so perhaps this is someone so insecure about I don't know getting judged for smelling bad in the in the ocean um, wearing a wetsuit. What? That's so sad. Oh man! <laughs> this is why. This is why we listen, isn't it? To ask ourselves, me, you, the other me, and all of the others there is to ask ourselves the hard questions like, like, why is it okay to drench yourself in Lynx Africa before surfing? And maybe it is because you're just so insecure about how you smell. And that's a really sad thing that deserves pity. Doesn't it? No, it doesn't actually. It's gross. It's like, what do you like? Can you just up yours, dude? You're just like, cause it's so chemical that stuff. And it's pretty much just leaking directly into the ocean. It's not even evaporating off your skin, maybe tainting a cloud up above you in terms of the chemical effect of that links Africa on precipitation and chemistry and things. Um, You're just like depositing it directly in the ocean And and into my fucking nose, bruh. Anyway, the crowd's just been off tap as per last episode, and I'm sure the episode before that, because whinging about it is just this pretty constant feature of love life as a surfer at the moment in Sydney because it, it's not going to cope, it's not going back. Now that it's happened and this many people have discovered the magic and also invested in equipment and rituals and routines and blah 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 and whatever, it's not going it's like those uncrowded days, it just feels like they'll never happen again. It's just how it goes these days. And dealing with all of these people... Anyway, let's go back to, to, to what we're really here to talk about, which is, as Australians, how we really feel about being represented the way we are internationally for our efforts and attitudes towards climate change. It's just, it goes from one level of astonishing to another. And just, I just kind of can't believe it's... Maybe that's such a big part of the problem. I can't believe it's happening. It feels just like this massive crime going on in plain sight. And there's nothing that anyone can do about it. And it's just this subliminal, like, mafioso level shit that's going on that is just so dangerous to i don't know be involved in criticize even even try and bear witness to in all realities of it as far as like the depths of knowledge and spooky shit that's going on in the most secretest like buildings in Australia but whatever it's 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 just so terrifying to hear to hear our prime minister just outright reject this whole code red IPCC thing just like Straight off the back of the Great Barrier Reef, I don't know if you caught up with that part of the proceedings of this country as well, but our Environment Minister and with the support of Cabinet, obviously, lobbied against the Great Barrier Reef achieving World Heritage status or something. Some some very important thing that would prioritise it for research. I should know what the thing is if we're going to talk about it. I'll look it up quickly. Okay, so it was Australia's Great Barrier Reef avoiding an in-danger rating at a UNESCO vote. And we lobbied so hard against applying a greater protection status to that natural wonder of the world that is ours to preserve and to enjoy the most out of anyone on the planet. Goes without saying what a spectacular place they are to visit. And we're just we're just pushing hard against having having those protections increased. It just blows your mind. And there was a really spooky piece of news as well around the similar sort of time where a new paper was published, uh, I think a scientific journal, and it was claiming that there was reef regrowth of up to 43%, some great sounding number of reef recovering on the Great Barrier Reef. And kind of a celebratory good news piece something that you and i thinking of should have been really excited to read and just like yes finally you know efforts are working the reef is recovering maybe the fight isn't lost and then that piece was quickly not debunked but basically the one coral species they were referring to was this monoculture that is very susceptible to I don't know, all sorts of shit, and is basically not reflective of the biodiversity health of the entire ecosystem, but just this little marker. And it just makes you wonder, like, who paid for that particular story? I guess who is who paid for the study? And why are people... Like, the way that money manipulates popular science and where the money comes from, and wondering, is that our money? Is that my taxpaying money and some of yours as well do you know what I mean? it just it, it blows the mind and it made me think like yesterday it I, I just shake my head looking at another headline about the IPCC being wrong nope you're wrong Oi, we got a different way of doing things down under here and yeah well yeah you don't understand so you're wrong we're right and and where that's what we're going to tell our people. And that's, that's what Prime Minister Mr. Scott Morrison said on behalf of you and me, probably in some more eloquent words. <laughs> but it made me think about this amazing clip as well of Resources Minister, whoever Keith Pitt is. He's in Cabinet, and he's one of the biggest remaining advocates of fossil fuel in Australia. And there's this amazing clip of him being interviewed where he refuses to say the word Battery. Sean Doherty shared it on Instagram recently as a Clark and door, like, is this fucking real post? And it's, it, I reckon it merits um, replaying here for you if you haven't seen it. And in light of our Prime Minister rejecting the IPCC once again yesterday, listen to this interview. Keith Pitt, Federal Resources Minister.
1: So can you tell me, though, what size for a 157-megawatt wind farm, what size battery do you need to make it dispatchable? Uh, well, Tom, what I can tell you is that intermittent wind and solar... Is, can, that's a not, basic question. ...is not dispatchable. But it is with a battery if it's big enough. Uh, well, I've made a decision based on what... You mean, hang on, about. but that's just a basic question. I know you've got an engineering background. Hmm. Solar or wind is not dispatchable unless it has a battery. That's true, right? Depending on the size of the battery. Oh, well, unless it's got other sources, it could be hybrid, it could be gas, it could be uh, tied up with a hydro, it could be pumped hydro. There's any number it could of could be battery. Could be diesel. Could be battery. Uh, it could be any number of things, but it could be a battery. <laughs> Tom, as I've said many times, so well, yeah, I just don't understand why you won't agree that it could be that a battery can back up. A wind farm? Uh, well, as I've said, it comes down to a whole pile of decisions, including uh, capacity, availability, weather. But where, I'm not going into that. I'm just asking, can a battery back up a wind farm? Uh, well, once again, yeah. how, how big is it? How long does it run for? What right. is it you want it to do? Well, a big enough battery, can it back up a wind farm? Well, this is pretty broad and hypothetical, Tom. <laughs> well, it just seems like a simple question. If a battery's big enough, it can back up a wind farm, right? Mm-hmm. How big's big enough? Well, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> That's the exact question. OK, all right, we'll move on. Well, fuck me. Holy fuck.
0: Fuck me. I mean, that, that that was real, guys. That was a real politician on a real news show. And it's just going back and forth. Well, what about saying the word battery? That's the guy we're trusting to spend all of our money, basically. One of them. You know, and and he's old and he's white and he's conservative and so are all of his mates, yet they're called the Liberal Party. And liberal means progressive, but they don't care about that because it means something else to them. OK, Jesus Christ, man, it's so frustrating to listen to, isn't it? How I mean, my thing is how this must look to 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 anyone overseas, and as we established last last year, last year, basically, whenever I last did this podcast last week, week before, whatever, as we established, there's some people in Slovenia listening. So, guys, we know, and and we're really sorry that that, but that, what well, you just heard, that's not how that's not how the rest of us are. Like that's how our captain is, his vice captain, and all of the like the whole like starting team and everything that are up there running the ball for us. I mean that that's yet yeah, that's so unfair to be represented by that and it's not on and we don't think so either. so so sorry and please yeah sorry. Real nice. It's not real nice actually I regret I regret hitting that button on the sound gourd. Uh, it's shit it's sh- it's shit house and we're so- we are sorry. And, and working on it, you know just at, at the moment obviously we're just in the stages of talking talking it out uh, and we'll hopefully come up with something more uh, meaningful and material for you ASAP in in the form of some form of climate acceptance because right now we're so deep in the weeds of denial. And at the moment, as is being widely published, thank goodness, climate delay, is pretty much the new climate denial because it has gotten to a point where even people like Vice Captain Juicy Sausage Face, aka Barnaby Joyce, can acknowledge climate change. As uh, like we went through that a few episodes ago. I mean, climate delay is now the only option for those people who are so far invested in in their denial. And in their, I suppose, divestment away from a green, prosperous future for all of us here on planet Earth and just trying to line their pockets with coal money in the meantime. And whatever it is, I mean. Fuck me, do I need sunglasses? You, I mean, you must, with all, like, with, the, with, with how freaking much shade we're throwing on, on um, the future. Fuck, that's what we're doing. It's throwing shade on the future. And it's all going to be so obvious Who was doing what, when, and what else they could have been doing instead. And for us, it's just rejecting renewable energy outright. And it comes from this terrifying economic precipice that we stand on, being one of the biggest exporters of fossil fuels and having our economy so massively dependent on commodity exports. And the fact that we import as much as we do. We ran out of rice last year and we had to import it from Vietnam. And, and yet we're, we're just like, we're, we're too busy building flash new motorways with fossil fuel money to notice or to care or something. I, it's, we're all going to have to care at some point. And so I feel like the sooner the better, no matter who you are and how you feel about this thing. Just feels like the sooner the better. What what are you waiting for? Realise that you have skin in the game, regardless, and and just I don't know, get on with it. You know. Speaking of gr, by the way, how how's this? I ordered okay, <laughs> okay. So I ordered some takeaway food from a place I really really like, local to me, and for the first time, got a really like shit meal and I found some like rank stuff in it. And so I didn't really know how to communicate my um, dissatisfaction because I'm not like one of those people that does that. Because in hospitality, if you don't know, the ratio is you have to blow somebody's socks off to get them to write positively about you on the internet. Yet, all you need to do (laughs) is like piss them off in a very minor way and they'll be incredibly vocal and critical online in a heartbeat. And... So I'm like I'm so I'm so against that ratio and not interested in doing that sort of thing anyway but I did want to communicate to this place that hey this sucks guys cuz I was really enjoying it getting it you know twice a week some weeks and and I want to keep doing that but right now I feel like I never want to come back and so I didn't really know how to do it so what I did was I wrote down like quite a long and what I thought was um just like black and white honest hey, think you need to know this feedback. And then I took a small video of, of the feedback um, on a plate um, so that they could see what feedback we were talking about. And I sort of circled the plate a little bit so they could identify what was going on and sent it off. And that was that. And then they sent a really nice reply. We had this awesome... It was like a good exchange at the end of the day, considering I never do anything like this. Uh, and so then I re-watched the video that I sent them that I sent them without having really thought about much at the time other than what, um, what that feedback was composed of. And in the background of it, Gordon Ramsay is just going off his nut, going, it's like you don't even care anymore. <laughs> and he's got such a distinctive voice. So anyway, so I think it really undermined how genuine I thought my message was, because it's going to come off as so pass ag you know, with GR in the background. But I anyway, it was a good outcome and I've already been back and everything. But I just like, Chef Ramsay has taken over my life, guys. And, and yours too at this point, because if you're listening, it's already happened. It's happened. You know that already. And we love it. We love it. I was actually, and I was thinking this other thing about Gordon Ramsay recently, that you know how... Imagine, okay, imagine you were very intimately acquainted with your family tree, whether you are or not, but you can look through it and you can identify figures in your history, your ancestors, and all you've got to imagine those people are maybe some photos, maybe some, I guess, paintings or drawings or something, and otherwise just stories. Oh, she was a lovely so-and-so who did this sort of thing. And oh he, he always did uh knew how to whatever. And and it was all very romantic. And that's just not available to any of us moving forwards. And GR helped me realise this because I was looking at Chef Ramsey and he had his wife on one episode and his kids on another and I was like, This is wild. They're just this guy. Anyway, and I just thought to I just thought to myself, those those kids might have kids, they might have kids, they might have kids, they're all gonna benefit from this insane legacy that Chef Ramsay is leaving behind. And, you know, 10 or 15 years ago, that that so much of that legacy would have been word of mouth, would have been someone else's subjective recounting of what happened. And for better or for worse, that's just not available anymore because we've just got video of the real thing. And so his sixth, seventh, tenth, generation descendants because we are going to solve climate change guys so we will have that many descendants from this point in 2021 moving forwards and so those people living in their perfect garden of eden that we have created out of planet earth because that is a future that is entirely available to us and that's what they'll do they'll be able to plug in old old usb sticks or whatever or they'll probably have moved on from that but they'll have access to these clips of the man himself, it like no, no embellishment. That's who that guy was, and I just think about that as this curious thing that kind of applies to all of us. And the more, and then that's ironic from for me in particular to be talking about it this way on a podcast where it, this is going to remain a completely undeniable record of my thoughts in the past and it basically means we're never allowed to distort our memories again and mem- able be the ability to distort memories is for me i feel like that's an essential component of of your ability to live with some with shit you know (laughs) and it's just it's it's completely out of our heads you can't not do that because you each memory is only as good as the last time you thought about it and that's just not going to be the case anymore it's just going to be the last time you visited that that piece of code or whatever and so so wow so what does that mean for you like right now us having arrived at this junction in our conversation today slash tonight slash whenever, what does that mean for you? The reason I'm getting at it is because getting at this is because that very same dynamic is what really terrifies me about about climate change and about what we were just talking about as Australians, how we're representing ourselves right now on the world stage and how we are Either you know, you're either contributing or you're in the way of a climate solution right now. It's as simple as that, and the urgency that we all know is like okay, every action, literally every action, every moment of every day, the question is asked. Is there a more environmentally responsible way I could be about to do this? Whatever this is, whatever your actions are, like that is, I feel like that is where we all know we need to be. That's where all of the top scientists are telling us we need to radically reshape our lives in a very condensed amount of time in order to head this thing off. So that's how we all need to be thinking. That's the urgency. That's how we all need to be be thinking and, and being right now. And...
1: Oh, well, unless it's got other sources. It could be hybrid. It could be gas. It could be uh, tied up with a hydro. It could be pumped hydro. There's any number it could of be combination. Battery. Could be diesel. Could be battery. Uh, it could be any number of things.
0: So smug at that point as well. That reporter, that interviewer, I think he was on Sky News. I don't know what his name was, but like, good on him, eh? Like he did, I thought he handled himself really well there, live on, in the studio with, with one of Australia's most important politicians, this could not be a more serious situation—an interview—to find yourself in. You want it to go well, but you also want to get down to business. And and he just didn't let it go. So he's like, "Could be a battery." And then the smugness of 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 Minister Keith P- 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 Kitt just going, "Could be Diesel." Um. And and here's a question about Keith Pitt. If you had to guess whether he was, um, you know. Built of nicely lean muscle and and had toned figure and everything and looked athletic or or, or whether he had a rather large esky keeping the six pack cold um, that was stuffed under a too tight shirt and and tucked into some sort of ill fitting slacks yeah he's def yeah he's definitely the second one you, but you knew that didn't you? you so knew that you know that Keith Pitt is the bloke who paddles out on a stand up paddle board using it like a regular board, on a busy Sunday to the main peak and sits five metres further out than the furthest person. And he dangles his legs over the side and pretends that he doesn't know how fucking stupid he looks and then picks the eyes out of every set but has this slippery silver tongue on the way back out and appears to be having too good of a time to 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 receive any proper criticism. And and those I mean, it never ends well for those guys. Eventually. You know, whether you see it happen or not. And I have. It's not good. It's not good. And and anyway. What a bastard. <laughs> There's my summary. <laughs> Uh, The the same thing about that memory thing, by the way, goes for the guy who tests. uh, This is the first time I actually encountered this idea and realized, wow, our future ability to to generate memory has been radically altered, but too recently for us to know what the meaningful impact of that's going to be yet. And the first time I ever thought about that was watching how stoked that guy was to be the guy testing the the quad e bike pedal assist um, dumb shit thing that we talked about last week should be, or the other the other episode ago um, should be an invention and is an invention and that video of the guy testing it he just loved it so much and I was like I wonder how he'll feel about this in in twenty years or something because is he actually maybe missing out on an opportunity to remember it even more fondly than that brutal reality on screen will give him it's just a trip to think about isn't it oops talking of um talking of dumb shit um well, obviously, um, all the shit we've talked about so far, but but also recently, and so mainly right now in this very moment, is soft plastic in, in the recycling bins. And it's just, it's been the dumb shit before, and it's the dumb shit again this week, because it just keeps on going. And do you know what I found in my building recently, in our bin area? Because I, I was chucking my bottles in there. And of course, open it up to find it stuffed full of soft plastic. So I'm like, cool, this is exactly how I wanted to spend the next four and a half minutes of my life is doubled over a filthy wheelie bin, um, picking other people's rubbish out to separate it in the hope that maybe our recyclables get recycled and, and also not holding my breath about that at the same time. Cause, cause you know, too cynical to do that, um, no, actually, no, that's not true. Because if that was true, I wouldn't actually be pulling other people's shit out of bins. But I really do think it might make a difference. So whatever. I pulled out an addressed satchel the other day, and 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 so like someone in the building who I could have very easily like. Am I? Did I cop out then for not actually having that conversation with that person? Because I didn't, for what I hope are really obvious reasons, which is even I know that's an incredibly weird co- confrontation to pursue, <laughs> let alone find yourself in, to generate it. I'm not sure. I, I, I'm not sure. I'm just not sure. I wasn't sure about that. I'm not sure my consciousness could have handled it. Uh, so I didn't. But I mean, now looking back on it, that was a missed opportunity to be able to say, hey, um, fucking philippa whatever don't know a philippa so so that's the one i'm choosing um hey can you you can i mean this is addressed to you in english you open this right and like she's looking at me with like her eyebrows are like clenched and just really heavy and really like so hostile immediately and and fair enough I'm holding her garbage. Okay, so here's why I didn't do it, right? Because that's how that goes. And then, and then I'm like, yeah. So, Filipe, F- F- you can read English, right? Are you fucking serious? Uh, yeah. That I mean, I didn't. But like that, if we're agreed on this being the time where we all need to be you know, ferociously pursuing every opportunity we have to reduce our footprints and and those of our community, there, then that was a missed opportunity. And it's the same as the schoolyard bully thing. You know, you see someone doing the wrong thing and, and you don't say anything. You're as bad as the person doing the wrong thing. And that's that's me now, I feel like. Anyway, I think that's probably enough. For So it's just too good. I didn't even mean to hit that button, guys. I was just about to sign off, and, and I hit it, and I thought, "Fuck yeah, why not? Let's go surfing." I mean, that's that is surfing in a song, and I'm so glad we we discovered that last what, last episode. But it but it is time for me to leave, and I'm going to leave. I'm, <laughs> that was a cool sentence. Um, I'm glad we've had a successful time practicing English together. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, I had you know how my time was here t- today tonight. It was very good and I hope yours was too so so there it is
1: (laughs) and that my dear is fucking delicious